episode 79 of Strange Brow Radio. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Tobe Johnson. How are you? Every Monday is when we do the show. So we are back. And we have some archive guests with us. One of them, you'll definitely know who this is. And I'll tell you more about both of these guests in a moment. But first, you know where your lover, you invest your time and money into supporting our sponsor, Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N, all one word, Feral by Aaron at Etsy.com. So what are we talking about? We're talking about alchemy sound tools. If you don't have one of Feral by Aaron's drums and you don't really know about the museum quality, you don't know about how they are functioning and what they function to do and how beautiful they are and well-designed and crafted, well, go on to Etsy. Type in Feral by Aaron. What are you doing right now? You can do it right now. Or not. Do it later. Whenever you have time. Feral by Aaron at Etsy.com. Okay, we'll be right back with our guest. Tell you more in a second. On today's menu, the first entree will be an archive interview from Ron Moorhead. Now, pre-corona, there was an event to happen in the town of Kingston, Washington, at the Point Casino. Yet again, another Sasquatch rendezvous meeting. But this one was Ron Moorhead style. The alien connection to Sasquatch was the theme, the quantum Bigfoot connection. And uh, as Ron, as their premier speaker, I was on the speaking roster and uh, some other great people as well. But I got canceled like everything else. So this was a sit-down, relaxed uh, conversation with two microphones in hand at Ron's house. Uh, I have the luxury of being an hour down the road from, uh, you know, legendary Ron Moorhead. And if you haven't figured out by now, he's been a mentor to me along the way as far as understanding the true nature of uh, interacting with Sasquatch. So for that, I'm indebted. And his wife and my girlfriend are buddies, and they talk about agates and drums all day. So um, anyway, it makes for... Good conversation for Ron and I, you know, in the back part of the uh, the bar as we talk about Bigfoot. So um, this uh, first interview is with my buddy Ron. And uh, then after that, we have a, another archive interview pre-corona. Bruce and Tina Smith from Oregon, they have some uh, strange goings on at their residence. And so... We talk at their house about their prior relationship with uh, suspected Sasquatch activity and, uh, you know, their worldview surrounding just exactly what uh, is going on at their property. So it was pretty neat. We, we rolled around in one of their little uh, uh, farm go-karts, I guess you'd call them. I don't know, little four-wheel mules that go through blackberries. <laughs> we almost flipped it, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, it was cool. Bruce and Tina are, are good folks, so um, that uh, is out in the field. And it always sounds good to do in-person interviews, you know, as someone who appreciates, appreciates sound quality. Um, 
Although then you have the issue of fluctuating volume and there's not much you can do with that raw volume when you have a microphone kind of fading away as, you know, a lawn equipment turns on or, you know, Sasquatch comes in and carries them off. So that's that's just the way it goes. But uh, I will be honest, I did recut the beginning of this show because I'm pretty pissed off about uh, the current state of everything. But this is a strange brow radio and we live in a strange world sometimes i think gosh you know should i start uh, another podcast based upon the angst in me looking outward at the world and then i think about the gleeful foreign powers that are toasting and celebrating in my anger because the united states is the united divided right now and uh, that's what outside uh agitators and influencers uh, are, are hoping for. So as we look at the shit show that is Seattle and everything happening up in uh, Capitol Hill, which I, I know that area pretty darn well, um, it's, it, you know, is it unexpected? No. I mean, it, it's, they've, the radical, hardcore Antifa types, these college dropouts and then professors have been rooting for um, anti-colonialism and modernity for a long time. And they uh, have found the perfect opportunity to seize upon a justified movement, uh, which was what happened to Mr. Floyd, uh, protest in the name of his death. I, you know, I, I can understand uh, justified anger and rage over what that cop did. Although I will say that I have seen many a cop put a knee on a neck uh, on many a different skin color. I don't know where it says that they weren't trained to do that. I, d I don't know how cops were trained, but I have seen cops pull this move before. And I'd be surprised if you haven't either. So um, it looks like a really ridiculous deadly move and I don't know the heart uh, of the individual that killed Mr. Floyd but uh, it's you know a disgusting time and I can understand the outrage so uh, the anger that is being seized though on the outrage to do things in the name of uh, uh, you know vandalism is uh, something that I struggle with supporting big time so uh, let's get to the show before i go on <laughs> all right here we go um i just got to be honest with everybody here right i mean i don't want to like come on the air and sound like i have something on my mind and not bring it up i understand w where this show uh is meant to go so that's where we're going to bring it back to uh, let's bring it back to a familiar voice ron moorhead all right, we are here with Ron Moorhead. We're going to talk a little bit about what Ron has coming up at the Point Casino. This would be a new style conference offered here near Kingston, Washington. How are you doing, Ron? Very well, Kobe. Kobe thank you. <laughs> like Kobe better. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> so tell people a little bit about what you have planned and what they can expect well, I have a conference scheduled at uh, the Point Casino at the conference room there on uh, May 2nd. It's the Bigfoot uh, UFO connection, mm -hmm. and, uh, mainly in, uh, bringing people in who 
who uh, can talk about the UFO and also the Bigfoot, which I've been involved in, as you know, with the Sierra Sounds. And I'll be playing those, but I'll also be introducing a, a different program that I that I normally do, which involves the connection that I feel is uh, part uh, Bigfoot is a hybrid, <laughs> Toby, a hybrid. And I've thought that for years, but now that our government has acknowledged the, the uh, UFO uh, uh, tic-tac UFO Navy uh, came out with. Well, anyway, well, <coughs> I think there's a very good way to point those together, and uh, at least all these things are not of the same genome. genome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I uh, present that and, and show the dots that kind of lead to that that picture. And uh, we have the uh, Maury Island incident, the people who filmed that uh, movie. It's about mm -hmm. a 30-minute movie. They'll be doing a presentation and showing the film. So it should be interesting. It will be interesting. We've got some different speakers, you being one of them, mm -hmm. and uh, Tom Powell being another. Those are more of this, the uh, people who believe in the quote-unquote paranormal. <laughs> but then are UFOs paranormal? No. Nothing's paranormal. It's just everything's normal. We just need to understand it. So right. That's what I try to do with my program is bring understanding to people how so much exists that we don't see. And you're going to have a abductees show up there um, as well. Someone that hasn't done a lot of public speaking in general about this, a, a local to Washington, correct? We'll probably have several. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not that we'll talk about it. But right. But on stage, you're going to, there uh, is a well, presentation. Well, we plan on that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I saw a little bit of the speaker roster there. So you have you, me, Tom Powell, the two partners from Seattle doing the Maury Island incident. Do you remember the other... Maureen uh, Morgan, she's a mm -hmm. MUFON investigator for mm -hmm. the state of Washington, director actually, and we have Eileen um, uh, Meyer. Okay. And uh, she's a very intuitive person who will be very interesting to listen to. Okay. So Maureen, if you haven't seen her speak, you can find lots of YouTube videos with her. Uh, she's kind of an open book to accessing information about the paranormal. She's really well-versed in it, and she's totally approachable when she's on stage. Uh, I've only seen her speak uh, a couple different times, but um, she does monthly meetups here as well, just right outside of Squim, Washington, down in Port Townsend, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's where you spoke. Yeah, not too long ago. Not too I long ago. I spoke there twice, I think, since I've been here. And so I was at that conference... Um, we recorded a little bit of audio, but it wasn't arable because uh, just the microphone was placed in the wrong spot. So I want to follow up on some of the things that you said while you were there. Because now you've really leaned in. Well, you never were really dithering on your approach to an alien hybrid theory about what's going on. But now it's to the point where you can't really talk about your case and all these other cases without it being enveloped by the alien phenomena okay. what no, the things that happened to you up on the hill ron weren't soaked with alien information i mean you saw lights only on a couple occasions why have you leaned so hard in on the ufo stuff have you been told things privately are you finding things with the evidence that links them to I'm trying to figure out where you are well it wasn't just the lights there was mm -hmm. other things happening up there things just strange things and uh, things that besides the vocalizations we captured you know and had studied we 
we uh, heard sounds we couldn't put a source to. I mean, there's things going on that we just, and as much as those things were close to us, we never got to see them all that much. My daughter's seen them three times. I've only seen all, saw them once, and that was just one of them that night when I was interacting with them. But they, uh, they have some attributes that we're getting into, and that's why I wrote my book, you know, The Quantum Bigfoot, because there's a quantum aspect to these things. We're all energy is our most minute source of being. We are all made of energy. Energy only changes form. It, it never dies, according to Stephen Hawkins, according to Einstein. So I've studied this quite a bit. I'm not a physicist, but I, I definitely kind of think I know how it works. And mm-hmm. I, I put this together with some of the enigmas that, that we were trying to figure out back in those days, in the 70s, when they were interacting with us very close. And it just, uh, the only thing that makes sense is the fact that we don't know everything there is to know. <laughs> you think you do. You, we think we're the mm-hmm. top of the food chain here, but I'm not so sure about that. And I think we have perils that we're looking forward to. Not looking forward to, but mm-hmm. we're doomed to because we're screwing up our planet. And uh, I think aliens are probably trying to hybridize, hybridize our species. Mm-hmm. They've A lot of reports of uh, people uh, being abducted. Uh, there's uh, at least 17 reports that I'm aware of that they've removed implants from people uh, from unknown source who claimed they were abducted. And I've talked to people that claim they were abducted. Very sincere, heartfelt people that that just uh, they don't really want to talk about it because it scares them. It really scares them. And uh, so I think there's a hybridization program so their species, whatever species that is, there's a lot of different species of aliens. you got to admit that. I mean, most people would acknowledge that. Uh, and uh, they want to uh, acclimate their species to this planet. So when this planet, when we do screw up everything and plant that bomb, you know, and it, it throws everybody a curve, all us humans anyway, uh, their species will be uh, okay because they will survive that like animals do. And that's why uh, I think a lot of Native Americans have spiritual guides. Animals are the spiritual guides because animals seem to make it through catastrophes because they don't depend on what we depend on. Know, they're totally natural to this environment where we're not. And I think that's where we've gone wrong as humans. There's a way to make it right, but we have to understand what we're really made of and look deeper into ourselves to, to get that right within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the people that you've talked to that uh, have had alien encounters, that have had maybe implantation, are they seeing UFOs? Are they having alien contact in known squatchy areas? Yes. Okay. They've seen them both at the same time. On board? Like you when know, they're taken? I can't get these people to really get it. It just freaks them out. Okay. Uh, you know one of them mm-hmm. uh, very well, I think. And, uh, in fact, you know two of them very well. <laughs> two. Maybe. I don't maybe know. You know. Maybe I know. <laughs> I might know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the two you're speaking of, but I, I, I've heard about it. Uh, even uh, Linda Moulton Howe. Um, wrote me in private years ago uh, when I was trying to get her to speak in Oregon. And she said she'd be happy to speak about Sasquatch because she's interviewed people that have seen them on board. And it was almost as though they were just as much of a victim as the humans were to the experience. Mm. You know, kind of frozen in time, waiting for the next step to happen inside this pewter, hollowed-out ship. Once you're in space, mm-hmm. once you're outside of this environment, time doesn't exist as we know it. It's not the same. So you can be in another dimension, and time will not pass like it does in our, our mm-hmm. three-dimensional world. So people have to need to understand that. Time is not like we think it is. It, 
everything's in the now and uh that's that's one aspect of why things are aged differently that was proven by the astronauts who've been up into space they, they they're not the same when they come back things have changed time-wise and uh it's an interesting we're living in a very interesting time and i think uh what i have and what i the dots i'm trying to put together for a picture is refreshing to people because it puts some of the unanswered questions out there and hopefully gives them a hope for an answer have you had anything privately revealed to you you don't have to answer this question but has any because people contact you people that are in the know have you ever had anybody reach out to you ron that has given you more than enough information about the connections you're drawing well it, it, it's just what they say you know mm-hmm. you, you, you got to take it and just put it in your head because if too many people say the same thing then you got to think there's merit to it mm-hmm. or if you've experienced the same thing you, you realize it's confirmation for yourself uh, I've had a lot of people tell me things and uh, special things you know, well, what about like a Robert Bigelow type have you ever got a phone call from a, a George Knapp type <laughs> or a Bob Lazier type and say hey keep doing what you're doing I understand the work you're doing. Yes. I read your book. Yes, yeah. I have. Okay. Not not those specific people, but yeah, people who read my book uh, really are refreshed by it, I think. And if I haven't had any complaints that I know of. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And But you've had new information that you could add to your <clears throat> book since you wrote it. You know, I do, but then you get new information every day, just mm-hmm. like you do probably, Toby. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just information pours in. From different people, experiencers who have experienced something, would it really happen or not? It's in, it's in their reality, and they think it has. So, you kind of bring into your life what you put out and what you want to see. Even Abraham Lincoln said, "You find what you look for." And some people look so hard they find things that really are they there or are they not there? You know? uh, so you have to kind of analyze all that from everything that comes in and just try to put it together with what makes some kind of sense and to get the new information people have to show up to this conference because every day every day every day you're getting new stuff tom's getting new stuff every day yeah Yeah, i I wrote my book what two years ago almost Mm -hmm. but i worked on it 10 years before that uh and there's new information i know now that i didn't know then but i wished i but i i'm not ready to write another book yet but still (laughs) it's a lot of work this quantum theory is a big deal because uh, it's how everything in the universe actually works. So many, I had people chime in on me right after my book and say, oh, that's pseudoscience. And uh, there's only one guy did that, actually. And I said, well, show me where. <laughs> you know, it, it goes with ancient scriptures. It goes with trying to put spirituality back into, you know, science, which I think they're synonymous, really. Mm-hmm. You get into how spiritual people think, and it goes right into quantum physics. And uh, you, I think... Even uh, Tesla said that. He said, what one man calls God and another man calls quantum physics. And uh, that, that was why when I read that, I thought, that's a great quote. <laughs> right, that's one to <laughs> steal. how I think. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I'll go with that one. It's because of how I think. <laughs> yeah. Who do you lean on as far as people that you think are a good resource? Because a lot of people lean on you and say, well, it reminds me of the Moorhead sounds. That, you know, this is quantum Bigfoot. They're using your verbiage. Who do you go back to and say, well, this is who I'm you know, actually borrowing f- from as far as ideas? You know, I, I try to stay with science, you know, not, not just people, but scientific people who are in quantum theory anyway. Because uh, really, 
uh, I, I don't lean too much on anybody except what's been established uh, in the quantum field of, mm-hmm. of that. And uh, I try to get my inspiration just from meditation, to be honest with you. I, I was asked the other day, have you, have you ever read this book, that mm-hmm. book? Because it goes right into what you're talking about. And I said, no, I really haven't because I don't want to be influenced by somebody else's ideas. I want to be influenced by what I think I can do by meditation and receiving because prayer is when you're asking for something. Meditation is when you're receiving something. So we quietly meditate for a minimum 20 minutes every morning, and we just sit here, sit there, and try to receive. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn how to do that. It's not an easy thing to mm-hmm. get your your well your beta state that we're in now of, of awareness, which is totally cognizant. You got to get into the alpha state of sleep awareness. You're not asleep yet, but then you go into the theta state, which is deeper sleep. That's where Tesla got a lot of his answers. He'd wake up the next morning and he'd have his answers because in the state of state you can get into a lucid dream too where you uh, can kind of understand your dream and, and mm-hmm. remember it because every dream I think could be another reality for you. Another dimension perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have nightmares once in a while but what did you watch just before you go to bed? <laughs> right, right, right. Carrie had one last night because we watched the Star Trek something. <laughs> See all those aliens are after her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You could have Vulcan, Vulcans chasing you around your apartment if you're not careful. But, you know, somebody asked me years ago, uh, well, you sound like stitching. You know, you got to get this. Well, I got his book, but I got to tell you, it's on my shelf. I've never read it because he, he I don't want to be influenced by somebody else's mm-hmm. meditation. I want to get my meditation going. Right. I guess the only thing I would take issue with in, in that is the fact that you could not, you could validate, first of all, what you are already thinking about or what you're theorizing and then maybe build off of somebody else's theory oh, and, and sure. see what else is going Absolutely. on. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Getting to um, your meditations, you ask questions and prayer you receive in meditation. Can you tell us what you've received? Are there things that... Uh, well, it's every day, Toby. You, you just relax. You mm-hmm. try not to be analytical about anything and that's a big deal on interacting with these things, I think, because... You're being analytical, trying to trick them, trying to do something, you know, camera-wise or whatever. They're going to be ahead of you because mm-hmm. they, they, they know things and they're, they are interdimensional, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. But that's an attribute given to them by their mm-hmm. alien father, whoever that is. They have to have a mitochondrial DNA, the maternal side of a human or a, some type of primate that exists in this environment on Earth in order to, to, uh, to exist here. But they also have other attributes that have been given to them. Uh, and they've been here for eons. There's different types. I'm pretty firm in that. I uh, used to say, well, I think there might be, but I'm pretty sure there is, just because of all the reports I've heard, all the reports mm-hmm. I've read about the different things they do. There's bad ones, there's good ones. It depends on what alien. And I'm again, I'll go back to this. Got a f- tell us how many different species have been on this earth mm-hmm. trying to do something. Some of them can live in this environment, some of them can't. And uh, I think that's one reason. Uh, some some people think that they've come from somewhere else and have been planted here. There's people that have written books just about that very thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any feeling uh, about that or any knowledge about where they come from or if they're... Well, it's, it's, it's not one size fits all. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them could have been that way. And we know who those people 
are who mm-hmm. think that way. Right. But everybody wants to make one size fit all. Well, this mm-hmm. is a Bigfoot. And just like the Patterson film, you know, there was a f- footprint up there, and that's everything's going to be graded by that. If they don't have the metatarsal break, if they don't have this, that, and the other, well, it's not going to be accepted. Well, they're not all the same. And I'm not sure what we were dealing with up there, but it had a Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> it had a Bigfoot, it had a big voice, and it was big. So, uh, you know, it could have been a straight alien. It could have been, it could have been a hybrid. It could just, they could be relic hominids, just like, you know, our professor friend mm-hmm. talks about. The right. relic hominids that's just evolved for over the eons, but where'd they come from? Our but if we have humanity, and we're all homo sapien, and we come from one genesis, surely it would be okay to at least theorize that there's one type of Sasquatch species and that there's different variations of them coming from one genesis. You could say that. Do you think that way? No. No, not at all? No. No, I think... Okay. You think it's so multi-layered that there could be several answers? I do. That's okay. That's real life. There's The dogs are welcoming in a cloaked Sasquatch right now into Ron's <laughs> secret lair. No, I, I, I just believe there's been different types of uh, beings on this earth, and they've done different manipulation to the genome of different types of animals too not just people not just not mm-hmm. just uh, primates but dogs maybe where the dog man come from is there a dog man i don't deny anything because mm-hmm. you don't know i mean it's like the uh skinwalker ranch you know mm-hmm. you gotta wonder is that is that credible well the government thought so you know, <laughs> put 30 million dollars into the study right so this there's more going on than meets our eye we only see within certain parameters of light mm-hmm. light has a frequency everything has a frequency and uh, including us, you can match the frequency. You can change the matter, and uh, that's that's how I think biblical miracles were done mm-hmm. by changing matter. And you do that through frequency. Was anything else seen up in the Sierra camp uh, besides Sasquatch and lights? Were any other creatures seen? Was there any alien interaction that no. you heard of? Nothing like that. No, I never witnessed it. No. You never heard any stories like not from any okay. people that I knew up there. The guys that were involved. What about time distortion? Did you guys ever experience? You know, we weren't. We were being pretty inept with all that stuff. We weren't paying right. attention. But looking honest. back, you never had a bonfire that was dead, and you don't remember the bonfire ever being gathered around or something like that. Where no, time uh, unless they threw some more wood on it while they had us away. And let's be fair, you guys are up there hunting and in the evening, probably relaxing, having a couple, you know, beers and just hanging out. It wasn't, did you ever get into the study method of like, we're going there strictly to study with these brothers? I mean, at times other people were, but I mean, you, you were up there just as an invited hunter in the beginning, correct? Yes. And then how quickly did you immerse yourself into the laboratory portion of this? Well... You have to wonder about the meeting. The very first time you go up there, these things around, you know, so you always got it on your mind. But we were, uh, let me back up just a second. There was no beer involved in the camp. <laughs> it, was a, it was a sober camp? Very sober. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And no drugs, no nothing like that. It was a very sober camp, and everybody was serious about hunting and mm-hmm. taking home their game. And they've been going there since the 50s, the Johnsons had. I got invited up there mainly because this guy wouldn't go back. It scared him out so bad. And uh, I was a friend of the family, so 
got invited in and that kind of got me into the group that's when I started hunting actually because I prior there I just worked day and night I didn't have any fun <laughs> this was exciting to me still is there's still things going on mm-hmm. outside of what we can see right down the road I mean you live I'm not going to give away the location but you live in prime habitat here in the Olympic Peninsula to where you can access interaction with not only the Bigfoot stuff but the UFO stuff is pretty hot here too yeah there's been yeah. hundreds of sightings of something in the sky here that doesn't look like an airplane. I think it could be a drone. No, it's mm-hmm. 30,000 feet in the air, mm-hmm. and it also just disappears. Well, Kerry just seen that the other night. and Kerry had a sighting just yeah, the other night. Well, something. You don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I guess a whole lot of people around here were reporting it. Okay. And it wasn't a plane coming in. It wasn't something was sitting still up there with a bright light. Okay. Uh this stuff happens. This sure. is where the, like you say, the Maury Island incident happened mm-hmm. here in Tacoma in the forties, in the forties, and there was some what six or eight or nine maybe uh, UFOs sighted around Mount Rainier same time, and a lot of uh, also uh, there was a nineteen sixty six there was a USO which is underwater submersible, uh, under the water right over there in Seattle, and. Strangely enough, Hal Berry, who never wanted to get off in this field at all, right, just wouldn't. He told me about an incident when he's come back from Catalina Island, him and his wife, he and and uh, he's seen this light coming under the water. It was fast, really fast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nothing can move that fast that we know of. And it shot right underneath the boat, and just mm-hmm. and he he never would talk about that because he didn't know where to put it, you know. Because regular academia doesn't get into this mm-hmm. uh, so much. You got to have somebody. That's open to it, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, scientific. And Al had a master's in science. He said, "You got to stay with science, and you get out of that, you lose credibility." And yeah, no, the, the Maury Island incident too is a really interesting case with a lot of specific details that these filmmakers they do a reenactment documentary. It's like a half hour, you know, docu series with actors portraying certain parts, and there is a lot of details I didn't know. Uh, when they show that, including the men in black stuff, yeah. which is not really something anybody really believes in. The men in black thing is really difficult. It's a great idea, but because it's been so commercialized with, yeah. uh, you know, Will Smith, everybody thinks that it's just a joke. But they think Bigfoot's a joke, too. So when you layer it up with UFO, Bigfoot, men in black, it just comes <laughs> into a spectacle. Well, that's unfortunate because mm-hmm. uh, that's believed by a lot of people. You know, the B-25 B that crashed on the way, taking some of those remains from the UFO down to California. Those two pilots, uh, you know, died in the crash. Mm-hmm. So none of that stuff was found. Right. And uh, why did that happen? Uh, you know, uh, why didn't they just bail out? Mm-hmm. They could. Uh, a lot of mysteries with that whole incident, and uh, it'd be interesting to see this film with these guys. Mm-hmm. And it was on or near around the same time, I think, that um, things also happened in Roswell. Exactly. It right. was actually two or three days before that. Yeah. Before Roswell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. there's just enough evidence to kind of make you wonder, like, is it linked? Uh, how are these things put together? You know, was one the real McCoy and the other one a plant job. I think that was one of the theories that I heard as well. Maybe it was the same ship that got in trouble up here more God. It could have been. <laughs> yeah. Roswell crashed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is the exact name of the conference? What what are we calling this conference again? Um, 
Well, I don't have my flyer. Yeah. I think it's but called it's a, a Step Beyond. Or, a Step Beyond, yeah. yes. Okay. So are you willing to take other stories outside of the Bigfoot and UFO world if people want to come here and you know, just go, go totally out on the fringe levels? Can they come there and maybe hear other stories too or share other things if they want to? Can they get other? Well, as long as they stay on a little bit on mm-hmm. the subject, and we're only here for their grandfather, you know. So. <laughs> so, Unless he's dead piloting a, a UFO ship or something. passed behind the car 20 right. years ago. <laughs> right. I want to tell you about this. Mm-hmm. Spent 20 minutes doing it. So there will be a question period mm-hmm. after the Maury Island show, which mm-hmm. will be the very last on the program. Right. And we've allowed uh, for a few little bit of time for that, so if people want to come up and ask right. questions. But mainly it's about questions and not, uh, testimonials you know it's, it's about what, right what they will question about the program right what i'm alluding to as well is uh you know whitley streber said that his incident had to do with death which really shocked his audience but he experienced death in his own private life with his wife passing but he thought it had something to do with the spirit world alien contact did and um he was even wondering whether or not his alien experience was implanted itself he didn't really know how to describe it it being solely physical so there's this whole thing of like the spirit world immersing itself into the physical world and in his version passing on so i don't know maybe people will get into that well everybody whether they like it or not whether they want to admit it or not is a spiritual being we Mm -hmm. all have something in us because that's called energy and it doesn't die religions will call that heaven Uh, science calls it dimensions so he probably experienced something. He, at least within his mind, he believes mm-hmm. it. And uh, you can't just ignore that. Uh, it all fits together. We're not separate from our bodies. We are one entity, spirit, mind, body. Right. And uh, uh, this body just changes form. And uh, that's just a fact. It's been established uh, by science. Which is a given because you're a spiritual person. Yeah. But hardcore scientists who are only interested in, you know, in the flesh and blood. Told me they're working with Newtonian physics from 1687, and that's what we were taught in the fifth grade, you know. Right. So, no, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're accepting that as the final. You know, everything's mm-hmm. material, physical, measurable, predictable. That's just not the way it is. Mm-hmm. We've got to live with that because that's what we deal with in this three-dimensional environment. But there's more going on, and that's where quantum physics comes mm-hmm. in. And that's why it was... That's why Platics and Einstein, mm-hmm. Bohr, Tesla, all these guys from 100 years ago, that's when they had to figure out how everything really works because Newtonian physics was not answering everything. Mm-hmm. So what I bring up in my presentations is why can't they work together? Why can't you just expand your knowledge of, of the scientific uh, community or get them to get out of their their discipline, I should say, because it's all been put that way. And uh, in fact... Uh, Glenn, uh, no, not Glenn, uh, oh, what's his name? Mitchell, Edgar Mitchell. The pilot, he was an astronaut? Said, yeah, he was yeah. an astronaut. He said, the doctor, he said, it takes it takes classical and quantum sciences together to have clear perception. Mm-hmm. So he knew some things. Remind people what Edgar Mitchell was famous for besides being an astronaut. Did he come forward with uh, uh, he, a sighting of his own? He's made quite a few th- statements, okay. you know, you can read them. Uh, okay. And, uh, he Look, passed on? Yes, he yeah. passed away. Uh, everybody's passing away. <laughs> right. You don't say die anymore, though. You say <laughs> right. pass on. <laughs> right, right. You pass on to uh, something yeah. else. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, uh, yeah, well, we do. 
That's the way it is. Well, it's comforting. I mean, it makes you... Uh, well, it is. very comforting. I mean, I'm not yeah. afraid to die. Uh, I'm getting older. We're all getting older, right? Mm-hmm. The alternative to that is not good. <laughs> well, since you are getting older, I'm getting older, is, do you feel a race a little bit in your heart to get to the information a little bit more than you used to, Ron? I mean, you're you're so immersed and close to these answers, but we're all you know, against the ticking clock of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, talk a little bit about that. Like, are you frustrated by how little you've come away with, or are you encouraged by how much Not you know? Not at all. Know? I'm encouraged. You know, there's still people trying to film me and do stuff like right. that. So that that encourages me to get my word out because I, I think I, I put some things together that would be appealing to people and mm-hmm. acceptable because it's based on fact, scientific fact, a lot of it. And, uh, what is also is my experiences, and you see all these researchers going around who's making these claims as being experts, but they've never experienced anything, you know. Right. And until they have, they will never get out of that box. And they're apers, I call them. <laughs> I used to call them. Right. They're just quality people that have not gone far enough. And uh, if they would just consider what I'm saying, that's that's my goal, you know, try to open this up so that people will understand how the universe, how this world, and how we are made. Uh, mm-hmm. completely and uh, try to just get a little better handle on it because uh, it is what it is mm-hmm. Have you? let me ask you this final question here to put this in perspective have you ever met anybody who's looked into the claims that you're making that Sasquatch is real that not so much that they have a language but let's just go your claim that Sasquatch is real and walked away and actually looked into it and come away with it saying there's nothing real about it I've never met these people before that look into it and walk away and say there's they usually walk away and say there's a whole lot to it. And oh by the way, it's super weird like Ron Singh. I've never witnessed a person like that who No. Yeah, once they look into the facts and that's what mm-hmm. that's unfortunate because most people won't look at all the facts, what's really out there, what's available to them. Uh if they just look into it. I mean, you take the sounds that we recorded, what we interacted with up there. They were physical beings at the time, you know. Where they step in and out of dimensions and other things with a cloak? Do they do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, these questions, is there a scientific way those questions are answered? Yes, there is. Right. And anyway, uh, those people, once they look at the facts, they don't question, but they start looking better. And I love that part because that makes me feel like I've done something okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people who really deny it are the ones that have a closed mind. I had a cousin like that. Ah, oh, if something like that was out there, we'd know about it. Well, that means you know everything there is to know. Right. Do we really know everything there is to know? <laughs> Don't think so. Nah, on that note, this is Ron Moorhead, a step beyond May 2nd. May 2nd. Uh, May 2nd Point at Casino. the Point Casino mm-hmm. in Kingston, Washington. It's an all-day conference. Uh, tickets are not available yet. They will be? I think they're available the 17th. Okay, coming up in the oh, web. Oh, no, wait, that's a different conference i'm not sure they, they okay. call the casino it, it's posted uh, there's posters up at the casino yeah, at this point i think they may want to take because there's only so many rooms mm-hmm. I mean, there's several a lot of rooms but there's only so many and it will be full i'm quite sure of that okay and i'll try to release some of my own groundbreaking stuff that nobody's ever heard on this podcast including sounds definitely video and um it should be a lot of fun something different offered here and uh the town of Kingston, Washington. It'll be beautiful weather by then for sure. It's, uh, summer's on the way. Why not spend it uh, out here on the peninsula? Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Toby.
Okay, so I am here with Tina Smith and Bruce Smith, and together we are at their house. Uh, they invited me out to their house <laughs> to tell their story, and Tina, you reached out to me online regarding some similarities in what I was describing as far as Sasquatch activity on people's property and this other phenomena that seems to be a, somewhat attracted to Bigfoot activity. So I just arrived at their house here, and I'm um, sitting here with their two dogs. What are the dogs' names again? This is Jada. Yeah, big Star Trek fan. Okay. And that's Lady. Lady. Okay. And there we have a poodle and a Pyrenees. Yeah. And I mentioned before that it's interesting that you have, well, it's anecdotally interesting that you have a Pyrenees because they're not only really good guard dogs, but... Um, they seem to be uh, really keyed into when Bigfoot is around, at least my experience. So we'll maybe come back to... Oh, God, she barks all the time, so we never know. Okay. <laughs> no clue. Okay. Well, maybe... Except for one time. Yeah. There was that one experience. Well, let's get to that first. Um, anyway, let's start from the beginning here with why you think you have activity and what your experience is because i know bruce you had a sighting you 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 saw something a while back haven't you regarding bigfoot yes okay and tina you have had a sighting i haven't seen him i've just heard and smelled yeah and experienced that kind of thing okay i have not set eyes okay on one except for eye shine is there a scanner on? Oh, yes. Let me, let me just... Oh, no, that's okay. Sorry, We're just... Get... It's just part of radio here. I hear... Maybe that'll come into play, though, later. Yeah, <laughs> we may hear not... a, a Bigfoot report. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. to let people know, when I drive onto the property, uh, I see two signs <laughs> about Sasquatch. Uh, if you trespass on the property, Sasquatch is going to rip your head yeah. off. And I thought that was really awesome. <laughs> So I can I appreciate that. I have another one that says, uh, do not cross unless you can do it in 29 seconds <laughs> because Bigfoot can do it. Bigfoot can do it in 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's trying to get better audio. Right. The reason I'm leaning forward, just to make sure I can hear you because yeah. our audio levels here, if I had a, a better system, you guys could just hold microphones. But um, why don't we start from the beginning here, what you're first indication was that Bigfoot even existed I well, I never had a doubt because when I was little I saw the Patterson mm -hmm. Gimlin film and I'm going that's cool now when he was a teenager maybe in his early 20s he also saw it and decided to go find Bigfoot mm -hmm. got on his motorcycle and headed up to Bluff Creek but about halfway there, he had an intuition that his dad was in trouble. Turned around and went home, and his dad had had a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so we moved up here in 91. We came from the gold country um, along Interstate 80 in California, and I was a deputy coroner there. Lots of experiences up there. Didn't know what they were. Okay. Um, that's a whole nother <laughs> episode. So we moved to 91. Well, let's talk about that. What kind of stuff 
what happened in I California? Because it was kind of the beginning of you understanding that this could happen to you. Yeah, it was, you know, most cops are pretty three-dimensional, focused straight ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, black and white. You either committed a crime or you didn't. You either witnessed something or you didn't. And you don't talk about stuff you can't explain. Sure. But in I worked in Placer County, and there were areas that just gave you the heebie-jeebies. I mean, we didn't like to go there. And we found that car accidents, car accidents were common there. Mm-hmm. Um, prowler calls, um, wildlife issues, you know, cougar sightings. Mm-hmm. Bear sightings, for instance, that was more up in the foothills. So, and I worked midnight shifts a lot. And, you know, you go on a prowler call, and mainly we were looking for people, you know. But there were lots of deer around. Mm -hmm. And so you heard that. And I think back now with what I know, and I'm going, oh, you know, looking back, some of these prowlers, some oh, of these man, some animal of sightings, could have been something different. Oh yeah, could have okay. been something else. And also, where we were, we had two Air Force bases. There was McClellan, next to um, Sacramento, and then there was um, God Beale, Beale Air Force Base. Okay. Now at that time, that's where the uh, the spy planes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, um, the, let's see, it was Placer, El Dorado was south of us, and then there was, um, oh God, Nevada County. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure it was Nevada County. My, my brain. That's all right. <laughs> Elderly age. Anyway, Nevada County. So those, every once in a while, those deputies, if you were working the flats, you know, they'd say, come meet us over, mm-hmm. you know, to the county line. Because they would get word that the jets were going to take off. So there was one place that was away from the base where we could sit up on a little hill and literally watch the tarmac slide open like an elevator. Oh, yeah. It was a, yeah. Because, and you could hear the runway. There was a hidden elevator underneath the tarmac? Yes. Yes. The runway. What would pop up? Well, it would open up and here came the elevator up, and the jet was already going, okay? And the minute it popped up, that floor hit the runway level. They'd, boom, they'd hit the... Thrusters? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the after just, boom, and they'd go almost straight up, take off, because, you know, they weren't supposed to be there. (laughs) Okay, wow. It was a big secret. Okay. Anyway, but it was... And was this top secret aircraft, or was it just... Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. So what did you see? Do you remember what you saw? Yeah. It was the black spike Like the Black Hawk? The B-1 bomber that kind of looks like a triangle? Well, it's definitely a triangle with the... Yeah. Okay. They were so cool to watch. Stealth? Like (laughs) stealth craft? it was a stealth fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It was fabulous. And what area was this? Well, this is in the Sacramento Valley. Uh Uh-huh. Just north of Sacramento. Okay. And Beale Air Force Base. So it's probably still there. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. Still there. 
So yeah. people are still kind of clued in that. But I don't know, you know, how secret it is mm-hmm. anymore. The population's so much more there now. Right. You know, so they probably move stuff elsewhere. Now, was there conversation about other things going on there? Weirder, oh, yeah. weirder stuff. There is a classic case right next to Beale is Solano County, and in the late seventies, just um, just before I got hired on in that area, there was a Solano County sheriff's officer that chased a UFO, and for years people had the recording. This Solano guy said, I'm in pursuit of lights, and ah, it's above the ground. Really? Oh, it was classic. And it lasted for like about 30 to 45 minutes. Now, there's a fairly well-known case about a police officer chasing a UFO, and it collided with his car and was dented. Was Ohio? Don't know. I, I was wondering I if it was Midwest. this. Okay. It's not this guy. Okay, gotcha. And this poor guy, he got... Oh. You know, he was always referred to as UFO, Nuts. whatever his right. name was, right. you know. Oh, UFO Larry. UFO yeah, Larry. exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, they always, you know, gave him. So you grew up uh, in an area that was sort of active with secret military stuff, but <laughs> you didn't really, weren't tying any of this cryptid stuff together. Uh, no. I actually grew up in L.A. Okay. Well, you're miles away from that now. San, oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, San Fernando Valley. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you guys been up here? So in Oregon, we've been here since 91. Okay. Yeah. But I moved to Northern California when I went to college. Oh, man. This is back 71. Yeah. Going on 30 years up here. Okay. Long time ago. All right. And Bruce, you're kind of the man of the house here. You've lived here for like the last 30 years. Yeah. And 28. Now when you where did you grow up? I grew up in Sacramento Valley. You did. Is that where you guys met? Yeah. Yes. You did. I served him a subpoena. <laughs> and it was love at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> Hour and a half coffee break. Yeah. Wait a second. You serve him a subpoena. How long till you guys are dating? Well, I mean, the next day. Were you guys dating relatively quick? Originally, oh, yeah. Originally, was... she was uh, working for the SO Sheriff's Office, and I was working for a uh, fire department, uh-huh. and I decided I'd get a little, see what the law enforcement was about. And so I joined well, you... Davis PD. Yeah, yeah, it was... I was a reserve at Davis PD, and so were you. Okay. Did you become a deputy? A reserve deputy. Okay. As well as, well as my fire department position. And what year would that have been? <laughs> um, 76? Yeah, it was before I 70, went no. down. Yeah. Okay. Before 70. we married. Yeah. We married in 80, and yeah. so it was probably... 78, 79. Okay. Yeah, because in in the 80s, I was at Placer County. Okay. Yeah. So you guys start dating, and then you became, became inseparable after that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at what point did you see, uh, did you have your Sasquatch encounter? Describe what your worldview was, Bruce, beforehand. 
How did it impact you? And were you ready to see something like that? Take us back to that day. What year, first of all, did this happen? Okay, let's see. We were coming back from... Were you with him? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you both saw it. It wasn't just Bruce. I didn't see it. Okay. I was driving. I missed it. Okay, so take us back, Tina, and then I'm going to hear Bruce. So I was driving him back from a doctor's appointment in Newburgh. Okay. We're coming down 99W. Mm-hmm. And we were gone through in Oregon, right? In yeah. Oregon, sorry. That's all right. And uh, we were south of Amity, and just a little bit north, where the railroad tracks kind of loop, loop around on 99W, before you reach the Rickreal, uh 20 Highway 2299 um, interchange. Okay. So and so I'm people gonna... know 99 is. Like all the 99s, it's just yeah. a long strip, occasional farms, and then yes. a bunch of businesses, and then back to farmland. This this was basically all farmland. Okay. Okay, and there was like a small hill that was pretty forested, you know. They hadn't cut down the trees. And it was wheat, so it was summertime. And the wheat was dry, not green. And that's when he saw something trucking along the tree line at the edge of the uh, mm-hmm. the field mm-hmm. and I I missed it I, I was driving may I set the alright where the sighting occurred was um, along a highway that we were cruising there was a little ways from the road was a railroad track right. on the other side there was a big green field oh, of some sort that had not been cut and on the other side of that uh, was some trees, and then there were some trees on the front, on the front on the other side as well. Right. And the Bigfoot was just kind of walking along in the middle of the grain field. Now this is about between I'm going to say three and five p.m. After I emerge. And what what time of month? So. In the summer, so it had to have been... still light out then quite a bit. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. light out. Yeah. It wasn't like today when no, it's no, dark no, at 5. No, no, right. Uh-uh, this is summertime. So, you know, we had, mm. what, another four hours of light afterwards. Mm. Easy. So, Bruce, what did you think you saw at first? What was your initial instinct? I had no idea what it was. It was a close-to-black figure, mm-hmm. total... There was no other color on it. And it was just walking along, gawking around, and uh, uh, I couldn't make its facial details out. I couldn't see how long the hair was mm-hmm. or, or anything else. And so I had to ride along a little while uh, and thinking about what the hell was that. And it was a little ways down the road that... Uh, Finally came to me that yes, you saw a Bigfoot. Do that's something about it. To me. And so that's when I turned and told her that I had just seen a Bigfoot. Well, I flipped a Yui. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh yeah. You weren't scared. No, God no. no. <laughs> I wanted to go see it. So you're an adventurer, I like know. you want to see uh, this, yeah, reckless and abandonment perhaps. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I flipped a Yui and we went back, and I almost went all the way up back up to Amity. 
to help him figure out mm-hmm. where it was. And, of course, it was gone. And how far away was it, Bruce, when you saw it? How far off? Was it a, more than a football field? Was it less than a football field? It was probably just a tad more. Okay. Than, than, than uh, 300 feet. So that's pretty close. I mean, you can you can tell that whether. Nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, back then, how was it? My eyesight. Yeah, back in those days. He has excellent peripheral vision, uh-huh. but he's got macular degeneration. Okay. Straight on, and you have to understand, sitting in the car, that's how he saw it. Was in his peripheral, and he's learned. Oh, was the vision better on the periphery? Oh yes, it's okay. almost perfect. Okay. On the periphery. And look at but you in the face, in your face, and he's gone. Yeah. If so looks, over here, it's better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. Where my pupil is, that's right. where you see your detail. The rest of it is just approximate. Your face is gone. Where my... Most people would be happy about that. No. <laughs> so <laughs> so what, back then, though, was your Mac, Mac degeneration, was it pretty high? I mean, did you have good enough vision that you know what you saw? No, I don't know what I saw. Okay. I, w- I had to think about what it was that I saw. It was far up enough to where even though I had good per- uh, macular vision, uh, uh, I had to think about what the mm-hmm. heck but he was knew it, it that I saw. Human. He knew it was mm-hmm. not a guy walking. And as fast as I flipped a Yui mm-hmm. and got around, there was no farmer out in that field. There was no equipment, right. no tractor, no ATV. Nobody was out there. But And looking back, Bruce, do you question what you saw? Do you no, th- I know that it was a Bigfoot now. You know, you know it was? Yeah. Okay. It, it's the only thing it could be. Too big? Is that why? I have no idea. I have not, nothing to Scale. establish a right. height. Right. Did um, it look as though it was small? No. Okay. It wasn't small. It was big. It was big. Uh, what the wheat was probably about two, three feet tall then. Wheat or barley or I have it no. It had to have been three feet by then, midsummer. Yeah, I don't know when they cultivate or cut the crop for wheat, but generally it's over three feet. Yeah. And it was it taller than the wheat? Oh yeah. And he, it was taller than the wheat. Yeah. Uh, it's. Hands were scraping about the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, sliding across the stalks of the, the wheat. The yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was about the top of the of the green. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it was just walking on. Okay. At the time, he told me the wheat was mid thigh. Okay. Did you write any of this down? Did you journal any of this? I did. You did, because you look like someone who might do that, and not everybody does. <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. And again, when did this all happen, Bruce? What? How long ago? I don't know. <laughs> it was. I've, yeah. I've got short-term memory loss. I've got all right. macular degeneration. Okay, fair uh, enough. I've got all kinds of yeah. things wrong with me. But it was years back. And it's years. Number of years yeah, back. a number of years back. Okay, now I'm looking over here at Tina. She's got my, her my logbook. It's called the Squatch my... Research Team. It's a wooden journal. It's got a wooden binder yeah. and a Bigfoot logo. So she's a serious researcher. She's not just armchairing it here. Well, she's my skeptic. 
and we got a turkey outside the window, and we've got a oh, no, oh that's a pan. We've got a great Bigfoot oh, statue here. That's the John St. John. Is that Momo? Yes. That's great. <laughs> that's that's John St. John. I'm gonna have to take some pictures here. These are great. It's a really good detail yeah, on this. I, uh, mm-hmm. I uh, helped fund Seth Breedlove's movies. Oh, you did? Movies. Oh, yeah. And so at a certain, yeah. Yeah, a certain price range. Yeah, age. you get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love oh, okay. that. Yeah. That's a peahen. She adopted us. Oh. She just She showed, adopted you. Yeah, she showed up one day. Okay, she's here and now for good. And she stayed. Okay, so my skeptic son, son-in-law mm-hmm. bought this at the Oregon uh, shop up at Portland. <laughs> oh yeah, they've got the Oregon gift shop where gift you can shop. buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, Bigfoot yeah. memorabilia. Yeah. So he. Oh, that's the Mercer. Well, while you're looking it for there, I'll come back to Bruce. Okay. So Bruce, what's happened here at the property since you've been here? Do you know if you have activity here that you think is related to the phenomena at your house? There, I think there has been, but there's a lot of assumptions okay. involved in it. What kind of assumptions? What give me an example of assuming Bigfoot. Have you seen have you seen stuff in the day or night I have, that I have seen nothing of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I have seen nothing that I can look at, point to and say, that's Bigfoot. Right. Uh, or Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there have been some curious things. Okay. And I can't even remember who. That's all okay. right. I'll go through them. Here. She's got her her it's book. 2016. Oh, that recent. 2016. Okay. We were going down 99 mm-hmm. uh, from Amity. Okay, and that's when he saw. You mind reading what you the wrote figure. there? So, yeah, late, late summer 2016, Hubby and I were returning from Amity, and near the crossing of the railroad tracks at 99, uh, Bruce saw Bigfoot walking along the tree line in grass pasture. It was dark, walking very smoothly, taking huge strides. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, that's pretty specific. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not a real detailed. Well. I just kind of. No, I'm just looking you know. at the totality of what you're doing. And so you're chronicling. It's for What me. else are you chronicling there besides that? Is this all Bigfoot related this is, stuff? This from... is only Bigfoot here. Stuff here? Yeah. At the house? It's only here. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's start with that then. Um, what have you? Why did you start journaling stuff around the property, your property? You know, after they were whistling at Lady, and after... The, your dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. our dog. And I'll go into that more detailed. But uh, I've been following Jeffrey Gonzalez, who has a YouTube show Mm -hmm. and um he and his wife are experiencers they go bigfooting on researching all the time anyway she got nailed with infrasound okay and literally three days after i had my experience i heard his episode him talking about what's a live show about what happened to them up on the sierra foothills above fresno and I went, oh, it clicked. I went, oh, my God, that's what happened to me and Lady. Now I get it. And that's when things started to mesh and fall into place. And what I started documenting was when we first moved up here, I love animals, as you can kind of tell. 
Yes. Yeah. Hubby says the only reason he's still alive is so that I don't throw up in the doors and let the forest come and live inside. <laughs> Your next move. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Doolittle. Yeah, that's about it. So I had documented that um, we had so much wildlife out here. Deer. We had minks, pheasants, people would and this is sad, would dump their rabbits and their and their cats off down the road. So, you know, we had all these domestic rabbits running around, and of course cats. And um, it was, life was just abundant around here. Mm-hmm. And uh, grouse, pheasants, um, you name it, it was just tons, fox, right. minks. Um, what else? That, so your house became kind of a sanctuary for forgotten, whole, lost, and not wanted animals. Yeah, and this whole area. Mm-hmm. This whole, we used to see pheasants out in the pastures on our road. You know, just tons of stuff. And then about, um, yeah, that was about the first 15 years. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, wait a minute, where's all the wildlife? Why aren't we seeing fox running out in the pasture, mm-hmm. or the minks anymore gone. And the deer population has really dropped off. Now, I understand we have some gatherers. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Oh, they, they're poachers. Oh. However, okay. these people e- eat what they harvest. Gotcha. It's not wasted, you know. Right. But, you know, it's irritating. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Unlicensed. Yeah, hunting. you know. Gotcha. Decide. All year long? All year long, You yes. hear it happen. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I just noticed that things were, I figured, well, it must be because um, people are moving in, but it's not really that bad. And I just go, where's all of the wildlife? Mm-hmm. So, that kind of tucked in the back of my mind. Then, one day, we have a steep road at the end of our road. The paved road is kind of steep there. And people come up over that hill to fly down. And we at that a while ago, we had a, this is terrible. We had a woman that would feed the deer white bread. Oh, no. Oh, God. You know, it's all, white bread. They loved it. Yeah. You know, so they knew Irma's going to feed us in the morning. And they would all head over to Irma's house. <laughs> and across there was across the road. Mm. And people would fly down the road, hit a deer, and where do they pick? They come down our little windy dirt road and dump it off the cliff. Well, it stinks to high heaven, you know, after a few days. Right. And so we kind of got, you don't really get used to it, but you understand what's happening, and you grumble about it. You know? Sure. And you go on. Okay. Because after a couple of weeks, then it stops, and, you know, the It's forest. the price of living in a rural exactly. environment. You have to put up with what the locals are doing. um, It was about, okay, here we go. Uh, 2014, we head down the road, and it was a summer day, nice day. So this is two years before the sighting. Yes. Okay, so, okay, go ahead. Okay, so we're headed down, the windows are down, a nice, nice day. Yeah, spring, it's summer. I'm going to say summer. We're driving down the road, and the S-curves. And there we get it, the smell. And I, I go, oh, my. 
somebody's dumped a deer off and it's rotting. Sure. You know, so we go to our errand in town, we come back. And he was recovering from several surgeries, so he wanted to walk a little bit, get a little stronger. So we're walking down the road, and we stop, and he goes, where's the smell? And I go, yeah. So now, here I go. I'm going up and down the little, <laughs> looking for the deer cart. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. And I'm going, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, And it was the overwhelming, make you gag practically, stink of rotting meat and bleh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But nothing was there. And it should have stayed put if it was stayed. a deer. right? Then I started kind of looking around because I was, well, now I'm in the frame of mind of wildlife, right? So I'm looking around. I'm going, I grab him and I go, look at these trails. Now, for years, we had these little itty-bitty four to six-inch trails all up and down the foresty area mm-hmm. through the, the blackberries and the ferns and the trees. Well, now they're 12 inches to 18 inches wide. And I'm going, what could be doing that? And there are no little kids around here at this time. We had little kids way back when, mm-hmm. but they're none now. And, and nobody's, this is, you know, free, no mm-hmm. fence. So nobody's running cows. Nobody's running horses. This is. Is there low hanging brush too on those trails that is being pushed back? Now, I don't think I noticed that Okay. at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I noticed it at that time. But you noticed enough to noticed cr- chronicle this. Yeah. Yeah, going, what's, right. what's with these trails? Because mm-hmm. I know people aren't hiking around. Right. Because we don't see them. The dogs aren't barking. Right. So what's doing it? And we don't have bear. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not them. Anyway, so that, that, again, that's in the back of your mind. So you're adding things together that could lead to something more. Yeah, and you're it's writing just, this down I'm as you go along. I'm just kind of tucking it in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. going, that's odd. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's unusual. Now, are the neighbors at all talking to you about strange things happening during no. this time? No. Nobody? No, do no. your neighbors and you traditionally talk? Yes, now we do. But back then? Back then, we did not have friendly neighbors. Okay. Right. <laughs> they weren't sociable, didn't, didn't want to be sociable. So. Okay. I got you. That's you know. typical. You know, leave us alone. So, um, all right. 2015, at my age, you have to get up in the night. Mm -hmm. And it was in this summer. My age, too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So the window, the bathroom window was open. And I swear to God, I heard... I mean, that was quiet, but it was like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, what? (laughs) What the hell was that? Mm -hmm. I go, that was not a coyote. And the wolves around here are domesticated, you know. Right. (laughs) This is coyote country and cougar country, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a twist to that now. Uh, We actually have koi wolves now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long, that, how long that, has that been around? Well, I saw him last, this year. Okay. And I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> okay. Involves the dogs? Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Okay. Involves for dogs. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was yeah, fifteen, and then um. Okay, so six. When that when you had the sound, the imitation you did just did. Yeah. Besides hearing it, was there anything else involved with you physically as you heard that sound? No. It well, I got chills. Uh huh. I got chills, and it was like no. No, I can't be hearing that. Mm-hmm. You know, no. <laughs> you know. Did it go on for a long time? Yeah, it really did. It was a long. It started low and went up, and at its peak, it was really loud, mm-hmm. and then it drifted off again. Was there anything mechanical about it? No, this was all. Mm-hmm. This uh, was all animal-like. Okay. You know, mammal-like. And did it mammal-like. sound like any other animal you'd heard before? No, I've never heard anything like that. Mm-hmm. No lumber mill around here that could sound no, like that? Huh? Nothing. Okay, so you no, ruled it all closed. out. Okay. Uh, yeah, we... I know. Yeah, yeah. spotted owl. Yeah. <laughs> spotted owl. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we could go there. Yeah. <laughs> next, next podcast. Well, one of the interesting things about the spotted owl is one of the conspiracies is that the spotted owl was actually an excuse to test the market of what would happen if they disclosed Bigfoot to see how what would happen to the lumber oh, industry. Hey. So oh. put out, a, you know, a species yeah. that would be easy to blame. So what they're doing. I don't know if that's true, well, but it's what, an interesting I'll story. I'll tell you what they're doing. Because you start looking at your Google Maps, mm-hmm. and you see the little green patch areas right, the plots. suddenly showing up. Mm-hmm. If you go out there and check them out, you're finding old-growth trees, mm-hmm. and they're leaving that stuff alone. And this is what they're doing, I think, because they come up with this stuff. Oh, is there's this rare flower that we don't want it to get lost mm-hmm. forever. It go extinct. Bullshit. They don't care about flowers. Right. They don't care about that. They do care about, an example is, people getting thrown off cliffs at Yosemite. Those people are not falling. You can't tell me between five and ten people fall off the trails. No, wait, we took a big right turn here. No, tell me, well, I want to know more about that. How are you relating this to that? Because... The Forest Service and the government are slowly expanding places where you can't go right. anymore. More and more gates are going up, yes. less roads Locked available. Gates. Yes. Lock gates. Do not posted. enter. You yeah. can't come in. Can't even walk on some of That's them. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Jeffrey's talking this up in the hills above Fresno. Okay. He's Jeffrey? Jeffrey Gonzalez. Okay. The okay. YouTube guy. He's documented that stuff. Mm-hmm. I've seen it up here. We used to be able to go all throughout the roads up here 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you're told you can go from point A to B and nowhere else. Mm-hmm. If you have business mm-hmm. or if you live up there. Right. But you, I, you can't hunt. You yeah. can't hunt. You can't hike. Right. You can't take a bicycle. There's only one spot now where you can mm-hmm. bike up off of Black Rock Road. Yeah, and I've got an interesting story I'll tell you after that uh, off the record regarding what you're describing, which may add some credence to what you, I think you're saying. 
Okay, so yeah, this so is going on all around Oregon. It's really bad in Washington State right now oh, to the point is. where it's, um, you know, in Oregon it's always been assumed that if you want to go up into the country you for a Sunday drive, you could get to the coast range, yes. which is to two or three hour drive through the back roads. You oh, could yes. drive up. We used to do it. Yeah. We used to do it. We used to head out bell sets. Mm-hmm. And go all the we could go all the way to Lincoln City. You can't do it anymore. Right. They have blocked it and locked gates all over. Right, and you know there's jackhounds out there that are having illegal fires and dumping their mattresses off. Oh and yeah. Meth factories, all that stuff ruins yeah. it for us. Yeah. But there's some. There seems to be something else going on there here, is. just with the stuff that's happened uh, in the Pacific Northwest, mainly. Here in the Willamette Valley, there's something else afoot. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. And it's been within the last 10 years. Yeah. It's gotten a lot stricter. And I don't think mm-hmm. it's just because of illegal dumping. Right. Or camping. I really don't think so. It is the perfect excuse because it exists. Sure. And if you say it's much worse than it actually is, then you have your excuse right. to close your down excuse. a major artery. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you start noticing stuff going on around uh, your house. You, you're starting to see okay. new trackways, and now we're moving into the journal yeah. here. 2017. Now, okay. You've got a schematic here as well with yeah. this one. So now we're not only getting the note taken, but now we're getting into made pictures. little maps. This is good. <laughs> I love this. So 2017. Okay, it's spring. And... um what I what I used to do is I had chickens that I would put in their coop at night because we have raccoons that live in the barn, mm-hmm. and I feed them. Oh, you have pet raccoons. <laughs> well, that's okay. Anyway, I found that if I feed them dog food once a day, they leave my chickens alone. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because they're not starving. Right. Okay. They They get a little bit of a meal, then they can go forage and do their thing. So I was putting the chickens away. I had the dogs out with me. And he he's very, um, he sticks right by my side usually. He's, Your standard he's poodle. He's a real mommy dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mommy's over here. I'm going to stay with mommy. But she's a knothead. She's, they're very independent, Pyrenees are. Mm-hmm. You know, they get something in their brain. Boom, they're going for it. So Something triggered her to run through the barn and start barking out the back of the barn. And um, I can take it later to show you. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was putting the chickens away. And I thought, okay, well, she does this, you know. <laughs> she barks at squirrels and deer and people and whatever. Squirrels, yeah, squirrels are big, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, that's what she's doing. So I put the chickens away. So this is the evening. And if it's in the spring, it's going to be about five-ish, maybe six in there. And bark, 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 bark. She's really going to town. Mm -hmm. So I put the chickens away, which is on one side of the barn. Walk around, go through the barn, and call. And he ran back to the house. He wasn't with me. He ran back to the house for some reason. So the one that usually stays by your side. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. Did he chicken out? Was it like I don't know. Okay. Why I didn't pay attention. I was more irritated at her 
for not coming. So I go out to the back of the barn and I'm yelling at her, come here, come here, you know. And of course she's not paying attention. She's halfway up the hill, okay, and bark, bark, bark up at the road. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the road is up there and the neighbor's house is up there. And I hear a long, drawn-out whistle at my 2 o'clock. She's up about, I'm going to say, 25, 30 degrees. Mm -hmm. The road is up about maybe 35, 35 degrees, okay? okay? And if you put the clock up there, the first whistle comes from the 2 o'clock position. Mm -hmm. And now I thought it was the neighbors being pissy, okay? So, you know... So I'm looking for human. I don't see anybody. And then I'm getting irritated because that's really mean. My dog is barking. I'm trying to call her because I'm sure she's bothering them. You know, and you're whistling at her? Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> you're going to have me coming up the road. Right. <laughs> up the hill. So, you know, that kind of irritating. So now I'm stomping on the trailer back there because it's what get her attention. Hey come here and then there's a whistle now mind you 15 seconds have elapsed between, between the, the first, first whistle okay. which is over at my two o'clock and now there's a second whistle at my 10 o'clock now i'm really looking for somebody mm -hmm. okay because now i'm going to say something but i don't see anybody up there i'm not looking for dark shapes or people peeking around trees because I can see the road. Yes, there are trees in between and a little bit of scrubbies. Mm -hmm. But I can still see the road up there. And I'm what the, what's going on? And it, the whistle was a monotone whistle. Long, long, long drawn out whistle. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anybody. So not like a bird at all. Ooh, no, I know all the birds. Yeah. I'm a bird person. Birder. I know all the birds, mm -hmm. okay? And it was a, it was a good... Like a single like a, note. Just a single, long note. Like a... Exactly, but lower. It oh, was really? lower. Yeah, it was in the low tones. Okay. Okay. And uh, and long, and I'm going. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was still thinking neighbor, teasing dog. Mm -hmm. That's where my main head space was. So when the second one went, then I cussed at lady, and stomped on the trailer, and she came. She came back. <laughs> well, she recognized yeah. the bad words. So. Did the dogs recognize this whistle? No, oh, they no. didn't pay attention to no, it. I'm the only one that whistles around here. I do. Right. When I call them. I do the typical woo. But you never do that whistle that you heard. Have you I, ever heard, no, done I that whistle? No, I can't do it. My lung capacity can't mm -hmm. do that. Do you ever play the flute around here or any kind of instrument? Yeah, I do have a flute. Do you ever play it? Oh yeah. Do you ever warm up with the flute and play a single note? Well, no. No. No, it's always a melody. Okay. Always a melody. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, I'm the only one that's got a native flute around here did it sound anything like that no no okay. no you know this is going to sound funny but it almost sounded like a train whistle 
but it was just one note. It wasn't the multi-layered mm-hmm. to my ears. It was just the one note. Are there train whistles around? No, there? we Is haven't it... had a train come into town for years. Could you ever hear a train whistle from oh, yeah. here? Back in the day, you could have. Oh, yeah, Would yeah. it have sounded like that? No, no. It's different. So it is just different. Mm-hmm. It was like a big man was standing up there. Mm-hmm. I, but see, I can't do. It was long mm-hmm. and close. And close, yeah. Yeah. It was up on the road. I know it was mm-hmm. up on the road. Did you feel eyes watching you? Did you feel something up there? Yes. Yeah. But I thought it was human. Right. I thought it was a neighbor. But never in your mind did you think it was an animal, no. piece of machinery, no, or um, a bird? No. It had to be something with giant lungs. Yeah. Okay. And it was a low tone. Mm-hmm. No birds around. The only low tone bird we have are the great horn owls up on the right. ridge there. And, you know, they don't sound off during the day. Ever. Do, they, do they ever come in on your property? I have another story about the <laughs> about the owls. Oh yeah, yeah, I hear them all the time. But okay, something happened this last year that when you start, when I started listening to your podcast about the owls, mm-hmm. I went, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> maybe those weren't the owls." Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later. Anyway, so I got her down in the house and I was grumbling at her. So I and then the neighbor on there. You know, I was grumbling about it. Oh, Put you're grumbling away. to Bruce. Oh, yeah, I was you're grumbling. You're coming, you came back to the house yeah, and... Yeah, I was grumbling. Right? Yeah, and he's like, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. just... So, a couple of days, and I'm listening to Jeffrey's show, and he's talking about how Diane went back to the car to get something, mm-hmm. and her boys were up with Jeffrey, up in the... up in the, See, I was, yeah, I nailed my... Arm with a car. Oh, you got a little bruise there on your right yeah, arm. I pinched it. I was folding it up to recycle it. Okay. I said, fine, next time I'm not going to recycle it, I'll just burn you in the <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, getting, there's the ADHD. <laughs> 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 yeah, so she was back at the car getting something, and Jeffrey and the boys were out in the meadow mm-hmm. over a football away, football field away, a ways away. In fact, she couldn't even see them. They were in a meadow buying trees and stuff. And um, somebody starts whistling at her. And so she thought it was one of her kids. And she's going, ha, 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 very funny. You know, and she keeps doing what she's doing. And then maybe five minutes pass, and here comes everybody back to the car. And she's going, that was real funny. You know, because she's <laughs> ha, ha, what are you talking about? You were whistling at me, and... You know, trying to scare me and do all this. And they both stop. They go, no. She goes, yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. And we're going, no, he was with me in the meadow. Nobody was out here. And so then she got freaked and got in the car. <laughs> Did she describe the whistle? It was kind of like, um, yeah, she did. It wasn't complex. Uh-huh. It was kind of a, kind okay. of started, I'm sorry. So it wasn't a single note. was not a single yeah. note, but it wasn't complex. It was kind of low and up. Mm. And then, yes. 
Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, upswing to but it. But long. Mm-hmm. Do. Oh. Do. Really? Okay, that's what it was. Well, okay, so tuck that in back of mind. They start down the hill from their experience. She gets violently ill. Oh. Jeffrey's got to pull over. And, you know, the poor gal is vomiting mm-hmm. and just her head is ready to explode. And she is sicker than a dog. This just comes on out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Well, see, and so she was in bed the rest of the evening, and it took a sleep cycle for her to get over it. Have you heard about that? One From sleep cycle? Kubo? Kunbo? No. On uh, Bigfoot Outlaws? No. Talks about when you get hit with infrasound. Uh-huh. It takes one sleep cycle to, like, cleanse your body from it, okay. to recover from it. That's exactly what happened to her. Really? And so when I heard that show, I'm sitting here, you know, messaging Jeffrey and her to let her know, sleep. You need to sleep after that and drink water mm-hmm. because that will help your body recover. And so he didn't know about that either. What about increased... Uh signs of emotional trauma after that did she seem different afterwards oh yeah how so well, she won't go back up into the hills okay no she will not go big she feels footing. like something happened to her oh yeah she will not go bigfooting again <laughs> so she relates the whistle sound to oh, that moment definitely because jeffrey got get jeffrey got camera footage of it shoot something running oh wait we missed back. this part okay yeah so someone had a camera he had cameras stashed Oh, up. game cams. Game cams. And he caught something. He puts them up like 30 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he, yes, he caught something. Running. He got it running. Okay. And fast, good Lord, almost a blur. Uh-huh. Like okay. that. His game, where they go, I think is about 50 miles west and about... Um, Ten miles. This is towards the coastline at fifty miles. North, right. Yeah. North of where Ron Moorhead had all his stuff. Oh, so his, back in the Sierras. Yeah, okay. in the Sierras. Okay. Yes, not that far, far okay. away from Ron, where Ron had his stuff. If I'm correct. Okay. I could be wrong on that. So then, when I heard that, I realized, oh my God, that may not have been human mm-hmm. up there. And now things started falling into place. The lack of game. So I talked to Jeffrey. I said, Jeffrey, this is what's going on here. And he goes, oh, my. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need to start documenting all this stuff mm-hmm. and keeping an eye. And so um, um, so that was in 2016. Oh, <laughs> that fall, I uh, since I'm part Native, I go out to the Grand Run Health Center for some stuff like mm-hmm. dental check up and eyes and stuff like that. So I was headed, <laughs> I was headed out, and of course, now that I think book Bigfoot's around, possibly, mm-hmm. I start doing more research. Honey, do you want a different chair? No, no, I, this is perfect because I can. Do lean you want in. a pillow? Nope. Okay. It'll keep me active. Okay. Um, well, that's right. You're ADHD like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, so now I'm kind of. Bigfoot's on my radar. It's not just something way up in the hills. I'm thinking, hmm. Mm -hmm. And I happened to stumble across Colorado Bigfoots 
-hmm. YouTube. Right, channel. right, okay. right. So I'd been looking at his stuff. I'm going, uh, the structures and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, this is fascinating. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm on uh, Highway 22. Um, and we're halfway between the Valley Junction, which is 18 and 22. And no, I'm not even halfway. In Dallas. I'm about mm -hmm. a third away. And I'm cruising along. I'm kind of looking at the trees. The poor people behind me, I slam on my brakes, pull off to the side of the road, because there in the tree line along Mill Creek mm -hmm. is a huge X of two trees. Right. And I'm going, those trees don't even belong there. Different style of Long, trees. Long, straight trees. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, holy cow. <laughs> So I flip a Yui, you know, I go back up the hill and come down and stop, and I am taking pictures. Right. You know, because these... Now, what does that sound? No, that's the, that's the noon um, volunteer fire siren. Okay. Now, let me hear this for a second on the recorder. I want to see if this recorder will pick it up. So we hear something outside here as we're doing this interview. It, it sounds it's like... It's the old air raid siren. It okay. is. And you're saying it's the siren for the volunteer firemen? Yeah, it goes like off. Like a test? 11.58. Yeah, 11.58. Yeah. So there's a time schedule yeah, for it. Yeah. And that's never been mistaken by any neighbors as being Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows what it is. Okay. Yeah. In fact, we hear it go off. It's like, oh, quick, let's get on the scanner. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take <laughs> a... I'm going to take a break here. Okay. We're going to cut to commercial. And then when we come back... Would you be willing to take me outside and show me around? Yeah. Okay. That's what we'll do. We'll go outside and we'll get to know this mm -hmm. area a little bit. Yeah, I need keys to the gator. I don't know where my key to the gator is. What's is it the... out in the gator? I have no idea. This is getting exciting. A gator is going to be involved yeah. here. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of a sad gator. Okay. We'll be right back with the sad to gator. Turn it off to change gears. <laughs> Let me see. Down there. Okay, we're back here with Tina. We're looking at her gator, which is her John Deere uh, RV. And we're walking into the... Is this the barn? This is the barn. Okay. I used to put the chickens in that coop, but now I've got them all trained to come up, come up front because I can make sure they're safe. Okay. Well, you got a stalls here and oh, everything. Yeah. This used to be an operating ranch well, for sure. Yeah, how many horses did you have at that oh, time? Yeah. Uh, seven. And did the horses ever have anything interesting happen to them? I don't think so. No. I don't think they ever did. And you got gorgeous cedar slabs here too, raw, yeah. raw slabs that are <laughs> My, anybody would pay a bundle for. Hubby and I are children of Depression era parents, right. and so. Trying to get us to throw stuff away is like... Don't throw those away. No, no. Live edge slabs. No. And they were walking past... Uh, what is this, an old Pontiac? It looks like a... Oh, wow. How cool is that? Oh, Camaro. Yeah. It's insane. I love it. So I was out here. Uh-huh. And, oh, God. So now we're at the spot where you heard this yeah, whistle, well, this extended, low-toned, single-bar whistle. The roof was up. It's 
down now. Okay, it's kind it of fallen down. a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I was standing here. Lady was right up by that tree. Mm-hmm. That one right there. Okay. okay. Just down, barking. The first whistle came like, yeah, at my 10 o'clock. So my, my angles were wrong. Not that high. She was like, yeah, so they weren't that high. It was okay. more like 15 to 20. And then the, the road is up there, I'd say 25. Now, was that house up there, too, at that time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there was uh, there's a trailer over there, and it's the same people. So you feel like that whistle came from the bush, oh. bushes before the road? Yeah. Do you okay. see the bushes right yeah, over there? Sure. Yeah. Okay, just past that. Uh-huh. And then you can't see the other one. Right. But it was more over. Oh, you don't want to walk. Don't get near that stuff. It'll, oh, I'm okay. It hangs on to everything. You should see where I hike. <laughs> okay, so see the group of trees? Right. Straight up at that corner? Yeah. That's, that's where the other whistle came from. So uh-huh. it was just almost equal to where she was at. And so I was thinking, you know, after I started putting this together, I went, she would have made a good meal. Uh-huh. No two ways about it, 100 Hundred pound plus. Have you ever found any sign of something being killed out here that looks weird, like a mutilation or an odd killing of any kind? We've seen deer carcass. Was there anything strange about what uh, we found? Because you mentioned twisted that... heads, I broken legs. I don't know. What about carved parts? Anything that looks like it may be not mu- that I mutilated. noticed. No animals. I just didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Like pets, chickens. See, we, I put everything up at night mm-hmm. because it's the way to be with your pets, mm-hmm. to me. I don't leave anything outside sure. um, exposed. So I haven't noticed. I know <laughs> when the other neighbors were over there, she was like a cat collector. She lost cats all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. So, and I mean, that could just be could have been the coyote explainable, but then. maybe not. Okay. Okay. So we're going. So we're going back past yes. the Camaro here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, oh, it's a classic. Yeah. This is something you'd skip school in. It's a T-top oh, Camaro. Yeah. Oh, not T-top. It's fully uh, convertible. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I just love him He's just not up to it. Well, it's all right. Things are slowing down in Bruce's world. Yeah. That's my baby. That's your baby. So, yeah, we had a barn owl that mm-hmm. was coming in here. But, you know. Let me ask you about back in here in general. Have you ever noticed anything moved in a weird spot or anything go missing and then return? Missing and return? Yeah, or anything moved. that just vanished. Just like, well, how, where would that have gone? Oh, my whole life has stuff finished. Right. That's why you're chronicling it all in a yeah. journal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Move. Yeah, you know what? Um, yes. I have noticed, like, shovels and mm-hmm. rakes moved mm-hmm. that I didn't move. How so? Well, okay, so I'm... Notorious for getting distracted and <laughs> leaving something. Uh-huh. Like I had, I okay, I had a shovel because I was working at the little pond. Right. And I put a shovel there because I was gonna 
be planting some bulbs. And uh, where did I find that sucker? It was far away from where you put it, though. Well, yeah, it was like up by the car. Okay. As I remember. And I know Javi didn't do it. But see, we don't have a locked gate. Right. So, you know... What do you assume that means? Well, I'm just thinking that one of the kids may have come by and thought, Oh, Mom left her tools oh, out okay. again. So your kids dropped by. Well, yeah. They, yeah. They do, yeah, they do. Have they had any experiences? Not not Bigfoot-wise. No. What do you, what, what, what <laughs> are the... you have to understand that my children were raised... Um, knowing that, that it's a multi-dimensional world. Okay, so I'll give you... <laughs> I gotta think I'm terrible the, parents. No, this is a good can of worms. No, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I got mad when my girls were in third grade because the teacher, who I thought was kind of a slacker, uh, said she wanted to put one of my twins in. Um, well, first they want to split them up. I said, no. They don't want to be split up. They're not going to get split up. So that kind of pissed the school off. And then she goes, well, this one should be in special ed. I said, she's unique. She's not stupid, you know. Mm -hmm. She's not, she doesn't need to be in special ed. Just deal with her. Mm -hmm. You know, she just saw things differently. Right. And I celebrated her uniqueness. Okay, well. Good for you. Well, it kind of bit me in the ass later. but <laughs> okay. okay. That's okay. You know, we didn't know. Right. And she's a wonderful daughter, and I love her. You know, they're both great. But anyway, um, so I got mad and uh, said, fine, you know, you're going to do all this junk. I homeschooled. Right. Well, one of the things we would do. <laughs> what would you do? We'd go out ghost hunting, okay? Uh -huh. I'd drive around town and we'd talk about what houses felt weird and what we How old are they at this time? <laughs> this, is, this is getting good. Between 9 and 10. Oh, you got really young ghost hunters with you. Okay. Oh, we had a blast. Now, wait a second. Were they sensitive? Oh, Did yeah. You, was that part of the uniqueness? Yeah. It was? Yeah. Were they seeing things? Yes. Okay. Do you? I'm not, I don't see so much. I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you should see my grandkids. Oh, so <laughs> it's going down the line. Oh, man, big time. And yeah. did it go up the line towards your mother? Yes, but nobody... Talked about it? No, no they wouldn't. Okay. Is that part of natives? Well, yeah, what happened is when... This is going to go back in history. Um, our, Miami is our tribe, Miami. And it's up there by the... I'm not saying it right. Anyway, Ohio. Okay. And the surrounding tribes. And um, you know where the serpent, yeah, serpent mount, mount is? is okay. In Ohio. Well, that's that's our tribe's area. Okay. Okay. And those were the ancient ones did those. The mount Not builders. My yeah, ancient ones mm -hmm. did those. Okay, and they were really revered. So um, when the government rounded everybody up, put them on reservations, and then they got land grants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then the government says, wait a minute. You know, if we offer to buy up their land and relocate them, then we can get them into the white community. Right. And, of course, that's what happened to my family. So their land was bought they up. They integrated. Where, yeah, they were mm. moved to L.A., and so that's where that mm. happened. So they shut everything down. Part of 
some of my ancestors went to the boarding schools mm -hmm. and they were horribly beaten if they spoke their language or did any of the spiritual practices. Right. Everything was shut down. And so when they came back home and had their own family, they would literally lock themselves in a room to speak their language and do, yeah, it's really sad. Anyway. So a lot of the old practices, including being oh, a seer, lost. someone who's intuitive to these things, especially as a native, right? Uh, you hide it. Exactly, you and you don't, don't talk get... about it. That's right. Uh -huh. Okay, so all that was put under the rug. We don't deal with it. So now I'm having to find it, mm -hmm. learn about it, and get it back. And so that's why I brought my girls, mm -hmm. you know, and we got a lot of Irish in us too. I will tell you something odd has happened to my recorder here that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> is that, And I'll ask you this question here. Electronics. I'll back up. <laughs> now, is there something to this? Yeah. Because I, I charged these batteries before I got here. Yeah, I'm sorry. And these are, these are brand new. And there's lots of stuff around here. Yeah, so I'm down to 1%. One, 1 <laughs> and Do you need to go get more batteries? Usually, just so people know, I can record for 14 hours off a single... Oh my God! Um, yeah, a single wow. recharge. Um, so that's pretty interesting. What what other things happen here as far as battery drain? Oh, uh, well, battery drain. Uh, yeah, battery drain. Um, I go see a doctor down in Corvallis, mm -hmm. and she she tries to take you know the my blood pressure measurement, mm -hmm. and I was kind of excited the last time I saw it, so it crashed three times. She okay. goes, "That's okay." We're not going to worry about it. Yeah, and she's familiar with right. me. Right. Do you do you uh, wear do a watch? No. Can you wear a watch? Um. Yeah. Is it yeah, a, like a Fitbit. Yeah. Uh huh. So computers crash around you, things like that. Um. Not too often. Uh huh. Just sometimes. Okay. And you think maybe the land might have something to do? Oh, with this? I you know say this, this land. land is haunted. Yeah. So what have you seen around here? Well, there's. There's been curses, mm -hmm. okay? There's been and, curses. That's yeah. a pretty strong statement. Well, yeah, because there's there's a really bad oak tree down there. And there's a bad oak tree? It's a bad oak tree. What, okay. Well, I want to know more I, about I think, this. I think it was a hanging I'm tree. I'm going to look out for the bullets on oh, the ground here. Oh, yeah. Okay. You see that hanging right there? That. Yeah. What is okay. that? Well, don't go touch it because it's sharp. Uh-huh. It's an, a protection amulet. Okay. Okay, is it something you put up? Yes. Okay. That's what I do. And um, I, I give them to people, too, if they need it. But basically, it's to ward off negativity. Okay. Okay, so... And it's like when my grandchildren... There's one particular grandchild, the mm. youngest daughter. To give you... She had her school... Um, you know, they do the review, how you doing, and mm -hmm, report right. cards and stuff like that. And... <laughs> They, the teacher and principal were in there in on the conversation, and they spent the whole time talking about our mediumship abilities. Oh, okay. As what, a bad thing? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Not at all, but they're just kind of going, you know, <laughs> it's really interesting with Serenity around because... She is oh, yeah. totally locked in. Oh, totally. Her grandma... Her grandma Jan is also gifted. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> Let me describe what I'm looking at here. So this is an this is an oak tree. 
No, mate, it's a uh, walnut. It's a walnut tree. Yeah, okay, yeah. walnut tree. Yeah, there's little shells here. And then hanging from the tree on an old mossy black rope <laughs> is thorn bushes and mirrors roped together with twine hanging from this rope. And inside is a prayer. Broken mirrors. Yeah, inside is a prayer. Now, where is that? It's tucked Between in the layers? Side. Yeah. Okay, so you, in there you wrote a prayer. Right, it's a protection. protection prayer. It's a protection. Mm-hmm. Protect everybody that comes to visitors in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's animal or human, whatever. Now, would you put this up no matter where you lived, or yes. is there something unique about it? No, no. Inside, okay. outside, yeah. Okay, so you have this place gridded and locked down. Yes, yeah. because it upsets hubby. Now, he says he's not sensitive, uh-huh. but it upsets hubby if stuff starts happening. I'll give me an example. Um, <laughs> and see, now this sounds like we're going off I know, we're a tangent, totally off but I don't believe we are. I don't. I think this comes right back around to where we oh, began. And I wonder, that's the apple tree I want to tell you about. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went with a friend and my daughters, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you guys are going to think I'm nuts. No. Anyway, we no. got in the car, and we started driving, and we started following red-tailed hawks. Okay. And we ended up over in Sisters. Oh, so you went for a real drive. Oh, That's we, a good it was a real walkabout. Three and a half. It was a good walkabout. Yeah. It was an all-day walkabout. Okay, so we went up into Sisters and we found a place off, I don't know where we were. We were up in the hills and um, there were houses and we got off on a little turnaround and we just felt like that was a good place to kind of meditate and do our our thing and we had drums and yeah, we were happy and enjoying ourselves and it was a beautiful day. And so then it was time to go home. Well, it's really volcanic over there. Totally. So I scooped up a bunch of, you know, volcanic stuff and brought it home because it was important. Yeah, I heard something off to the left of me. Did you just now? Well. Is there someone working? No. Okay. I don't hear anybody out. Okay. Just my little birds, my little finches. No, there was a a wood knocky sound about... Less than a hundred yards from us, over behind me. Oh, yeah, that's... you hear those too? Well, I hear them all the time. I and mean, do you attribute that to Sasquatch? No, I don't pay attention unless it really gets my attention. Okay. Like the time I was out working here, in the foresty area right there, it's foresty because there's a water pipe that goes up to the uh-huh. uh, uh, holding ponds. Mm-hmm. Kabam! And I mean. You couldn't mistake what I was like, hello. Right. Yeah. So I just stopped what I was doing. I said, hi. Right. <laughs> How are you doing today? It was in the afternoon. Right. Oh. Okay, so okay. we're still we're still in front of this tree here and so, in front of her um, protection amulet. Oh, I know what I was telling. So I had the volcanic, you know, crumbly soil and I brought it home. <laughs> Well, apparently I did not ask oh, if I could take it with me because Bruce woke up. <laughs> you brought something home with you. He goes, there are three native guys standing in the doorway of our bedroom. And he didn't feel like they were there to do harm. Mm-hmm. 
But they definitely, no, I oblivious, slept through it. Mm-hmm. So then the next day I said, oh, I am so sorry. I should have asked if I could take mm-hmm. this soil home. It really means something to me. And I will honor it mm-hmm. and respect it. And so then everything was okay. <laughs> so poor hubby gets upset. If something. So he, he definitely experiences he does, stuff. But he doesn't. He doesn't want to put it on record. Well, he would, but he mm. might not remember. He's got... Right. Horrible short-term memory right. loss. So, okay, this apple. Well, tree. real quick here. I'm. I'm oh, yeah. Here's the deal: is I'm going to have to change out okay. these batteries here. Okay. So, folks, excuse me one more time. I'm going to grab some fresh batteries, and we'll be right back. Be, all right, Bruce is. Yeah. Cowboy Bruce is up and yeah, working right. his ranch. It's good to see you yeah. out on your ranch. Oh, good. Yeah, the sheriff's yeah. back. Yeah. Sheriff's back. <laughs> okay. So you, I had one of those. You telling me about the apple tree? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I had one of those motion sprinklers to keep the deer okay. off some plants and right. apple. <laughs> and I I would come out and it was pushed face down. Let's explain to what happened here. My batteries drained suddenly. Okay. Bruce has come out here because you said Tina phenomena has started. Have you experienced any of this electronic draining of batteries or electronics? going gunny bags on you on your property? I've experienced batteries going dead. Mm-hmm. I've got a vacuum right now that's batteries gone. Um, but I never noticed anything. You never associated it with the paranormal? No. But have you experienced ghosts around here? Paranormal stuff? Apparitions? He might not remember. And you don't. You don't remember seeing anything around remember, here. Remember, I have a long, uh, short. Uh, right, you have short-term memory loss. Yeah. I just wondered if it was something would come back to you. If it does, let me know. Okay. Because I'd like to hear about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, she did. She told me <laughs> yeah. about the Native Americans that you you had seen out here when she brought some pumice back from Bend. Yes, that's what it was, pumice. Yeah, mm. but you don't remember so that moment. Remember, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe it's for the best. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. All right. So where are we headed next? Okay. So uh, I've got fresh batteries. That good. That's a good thing. For now. Um. So that the by the pool on the other side is where that um, sensor was that would spray okay. water to keep the deer. It's not out there now, but so I found that shoved face down twice. Okay. Now there are no kids around here. Like shoved in the dirt? Yeah, just mm-hmm. shoved down. Okay. And there's no kids. Okay. You know, no, the grandkids didn't come over right. and do it. Nobody was here. And, um, you know, I'm going, what's going on? So you can see the faucet right there. It was just on this side of the faucet. Okay. And we're shoved outside down. your... Go ahead. Yeah, so shoved down. And I thought... And then I realized... <gasps> I thought to myself, oh... Maybe they're trying to get apples. That's when I said, help yourself to everything six feet and above. Yeah. Just save some down low for me. And then that's when I I undid the the um, sensor. Right. Because I didn't care if the deer came. And, uh, and by God, the next night, all the apples were gone from six feet yeah, above. Yeah, they fill up. Those are like Granny Smithy type Yeah, they're animals. Granny Smith, yeah. I like to make applesauce out of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, slacker this year. 
Okay, now I hear your neighbor up there screaming. No? Yeah. Oh, it's the goat. They have goats. That's new. Yeah, it did sound like... <laughs> maybe? Yeah, they... Maybe. Okay. They, they're funny. Yeah. Now, you said that you had a tree that's cursed. Oh, that's in the gator. A cursed tree? Oh, go ahead. Okay, we're gonna have to go in the gator now, honey. Go in the gator now. It's kind of icky. Oh, is that what the towel's for? Yeah. Okay. Because I think the raccoons are sitting on it. Oh. Okay. I'm watching out for doodads here on the ground too. Landmines. Yeah, I got him here. Okay. Oh, I put your keys back, honey. They're by your drink. Let me get this. Oh, that's okay. There. This is really messy. There, get that. Oh, sorry. Back. No, you're fine. Don't worry about that. Right, okay, that. let's hear this baby purr. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, go ahead and close this off until we get to our spot. We're out of here. Okay, we're back here. We took the uh, alligator down here to the uh, cursed tree. It's, it's a big oak tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. I see the stupid ivy's gotten all over. So why do you think it was a hangman's tree? It's just got a really bad feel, and uh -huh. I haven't... I really need to come down here and and do a ceremony and uh -huh. and help it. Okay. He's got to get that ivy off. That's going to kill it. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know pretty that? much coated with ivy. Ivy is awful. Mm -hmm. That's happened in the last two or three years. Now, do you ever see anything out by this tree or on the edge of the forest out here? Well, we used to see stuff all the time, but nothing now. Spirits. I've had. Oh well. No, but I'll show you the meadow where I get. Okay. It's like a kind of a sacred place. Okay. It just it's so we're headed. Felt. Um, you, you don't. You want to ride in this or no? Oh yeah, yeah. No, however you want to do it. It's okay. up to you. Okay. Next off, we're going to the meadow. <laughs> okay, so we're back here at the meadow. We just drove the gator into uh, an open oh, area here. Yeah. We're looking down here at a draw or a holler and a lot of oak trees and a couple firs and uh, walnut trees up top. I, now I've seen see like there's a tree down there mm -hmm. that was busted off right? and it's about that six foot level. Is this, a, is this a creek bed right here? No, it is not. It's this not. That's the lower pasture. Okay. Down there. I'd take you down there. I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. Not sure that we can get down there. Here, I'll show you where the creek is. Okay. Walking over, checking out the, the eastern side of the property line. They're all checking, checking it out. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a major bed area. Yeah, you can get a lot of shelter under here. Big fir tree. Oh yeah, creek's right there. What's this creek? This is the river 
Okay. That's the edge of our property. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good sized creek. Yeah. I know they call it a creek. I call it a river. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Okay, so that might explain. Yeah. So is this all yours here up to the creek bed? Yep. Quite a bit of land. Yeah, it's about yeah. Now, will your dogs ever start acting strange when you're out here walking with them? Um. See, I don't leave hubby alone. Right. That much anymore. So that's that's the deal. Is you really are in caretaker mode? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't get to explore. Right. So this has been a long time coming. What we're doing today? Yeah. 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 Um, And you're putting the gator through its (laughs) its tests. (laughs) (laughs) That poor gator. (laughs) Yeah. Usually not. Yeah. They usually don't. But at night. Uh When it gets dark, they don't want me going out. They don't? Yeah. Okay. They don't like me going out away from the front yard or the... Tina, what about uh, the lights? You know... Yeah, now lights, I'm trying to think of. These are things that a lot of long-term witnesses like yourself describe seeing. Have you ever seen anything like that out here? These lights in the trees that are different colors, but mainly white, like a milky white... Orb. I can't think of anything like that. No. I have witnessed orbs in haunted buildings, but mm-hmm. or mists. A mist. But yeah. out here. Yeah. You know, but I don't come out here at night just because of the the threat of the cougars. Right. Because the cougar has marked, or a cougar has marked uh, one of the corner posts. Okay. When we go back, I'll show you. Oh, pissed off. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> my male was trying to <laughs> cover up the sand. Okay. And it was pretty fun. Well, uh, we're going to hop back in the gator here, but before we do, I'm going to uh, visit this tree for a second. Yeah, okay, so I'm back from going to the bathroom here, and Tina, you're going to tell me a story. So I was sitting and I was watching something on Netflix on my tablet. And I was, I heard, really loud, okay? And I thought, oh, oh, it's our great horned owls, you know? And it sounded like they were standing outside the window where I sit, Uh you know? So silly me, I got up, opened up the door, and of course, quiet. But I had never heard them. Um, that close before. You came in close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were right. Well, the tree's down now because of. Right. Sorry. Tina's picking out blackberry (laughs) blackberry thorns from her lips because we just drove through about a six foot tall blackberry briar and her gator. Yeah, poor Toby, I scared (laughs) him. No, that's all right. It was a good adventure. So, but anyway, yeah, Yeah. I'd never heard them that close before. Yeah. Because I used to hear them all the time. Yeah. When it's down out in the front porch and here right. in the trees. And then for the first time, a couple of weeks ago, I saw a uh, mm-hmm. a, a barred owl mm-hmm. out on the street. And so we've been seeing... Different you know, varieties. Yeah. yeah. Owls. That's so that's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
Well, we've definitely got a new trail for you to walk with the I dog. I know, yeah. All right, let's All right, pause here it go. here. Here we go. So Start up again here. Okay, we just got back here and parked the gator. Now we're standing out in front of her property. So I, what were you going to say, Tina? You'll see my little seat out on the porch uh -huh. because the peahen will alert when there's a predator okay. around, okay? And she's really good about only alerting if it's a serious predator. So the cougar, um, the koi wolves, or forest people, as far as I'm concerned. Because mm -hmm. the other night I came out, and, and, I'll, and I'll show you, I sit right there, and my little finches are on that side of the porch. Right. And then all my birds are pinned up on the, um, the, the bedroom side of the porch. I had to move it up there because things were getting into the coop. Okay. And killing them. So I've <laughs> I've got a baby monitor there and, and hot wire around it. <laughs> well, I can keep them safe yeah. now, you know, and I don't lose so many birds. So, but there I, I came out and I was talking to her. And usually when I come out, the ducks start chattering away uh -huh. at me. And these little guys over there usually talk too. It was dead silent. Yes. I mean, I stood out here. You couldn't hear the frogs. You mm -hmm. couldn't hear crickets. You couldn't hear the neighborhood dogs barking. They are always barking. Right. Okay. Couldn't hear the goats. Nobody was talking. So something was around. I mean, mm -hmm. you couldn't hear anything. And I've never heard it that quiet. It was just dead silent. Usually you could hear traffic noise and stuff. Well, people know, I mean, that this is an active area. If you get on, you know, any of the webmaster sites that talk about hot spots, anywhere uh, west and east of I-5 in the Willamette Valley is always active. Oh, but okay. You're on the corridor straight to uh, places like, uh, gosh, uh, Tillamook is out this way. Right. And Vernonia. These are all big. Yeah, that's all north of us. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's a great area. And for then it. you have to remember Valsets uh -huh. is up with the Valley of the Giants. Oh. Do you know the Valley oh. of the Giants? I've never heard of that. Oh, it's called old. Called that, yeah. It's old growth. Okay. It's, uh, wow, I don't like know. Like redwoods? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sequoias and things. But, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, you got to go. Go through, uh, you take, uh, go through Grand Ranch shorter that way. Okay. Going up that way. But yeah, it's all designated, you know. Right. They can't. Uh, they can't. I never down. got never got your side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interviewing the dog now. Yeah, you got yeah, anything yeah, to say? Yeah. No. Oh, no, no, no. They're camera shy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, sure. hey, I appreciate your time uh, doing this. Did you have anything else? And uh, well, unfortunately, I got to get back down south of us here. But oh, that's um, I really appreciate you doing this, and um, I want to say goodbye to. Yeah. Bruce, too, if I can. I wish I had a siding, but I don't. I just have evidence. Well, I think you're still warming up the stove oh. with the Bigfoot stuff. Yeah. Thanks again, Bruce. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for making uh, your home open for me. And then when I record this, I'll get you a copy of it, okay? Okay, and now we're extending our interview here. Bruce anyway, has had a sudden, you're remembering I, stuff I now. I uh, separated from my first wife. I, uh, and about the time that Bigfoot started coming out in the, in the press and going big time, I decided uh, I got on my bike, put a backpack on it, 
and I went Bigfoot hunting. Really? In story. <laughs> well, I like it. It, it. Who knows what could come back? That might not be the end of the story. If he That's remembers right. more, call me. All right. Ron Moorhead, Tina, and Bruce Smith. Thank you for those archive interviews. And I hope I can get back out uh, to the Point Casino. I have the ballpoint pen in my hand. If you're ever... Well, who wants to really go to a casino with a freaking mask on right now? I mean, <laughs> you want a American spirit cigarette and a gin and tonic... And no mask on and 30 bucks in your pocket for the one-hour bandit. That's what you want at a casino, not this version of a casino. So go to the Point Casino just the same and say hi, <laughs> just uh, just in case they want to sponsor me someday. <laughs> All right, so um, anyway, I want to make one thing abundantly clear. I certainly support uh, men in uniform for, for head to toe. In fact... I even uh, applied to be a Eugene police officer at, at one time and, you know, I served six years as a combat medic in the Navy as a corpsman with uh, on and off with attached to an air wing and uh, the Marine Corps. But uh, mostly it was uh, aviation physicals that I did up at Whidbey Island. But I was ready to go at a moment's notice. <laughs> Um, but things really happened when I got out of the military, to be honest. I was discharged uh, on or about 9-11 was my discharge date, and that's when things got real. So I have nothing but respect for um, true blue, red, white, and blue from head to toe. Got my full support. And uh, going back over uh, the initial words here, uh, just wanted to make that abundantly clear that I stand behind those that protect us when we are dead asleep and drunk off our ass. So thank you again. All right. So what else do I have to say? Oh, okay. So if you go towards uh, Strange Brow Radio and look up what a strange stroll is, um, these are Choose Your Tobe Adventure based upon Choose Your Own Adventure novelettes from the 80s mainly. I remember one called Green Slime in particular. It was a big choose-your-own-adventure. Well, the same thing applies to me. You can send me, just like you could uh, pick the characters out of that book, on a, you know little excursions. Only these are 30-minute alone challenges. Just me and the place you send me. So if uh, you go to my Facebook page or go to Strange Brow Radio's Facebook page, don't go to the Strange Brow Radio uh, group page that one's closed you want the strange brow radio page with the profile of the sasquatch as the main logo and there you can vote you can vote on my facebook page as well and I'll, I'll put the link up on the website and there you'll be able to vote on three different categories one you can just like in these novelette books you can choose one of two places so this time you're going to send me to the condemned farmhouse or you're going to send me to the catacombs of this abandoned decommissioned fort. The catacombs or the abandoned farmhouse. And you can vote online at Facebook uh, to do that. And then 
There's five different items I can bring with me. Gear, as they're listed. You pick two pieces of gear I can bring. A FLIR camera, a digital recorder, um, one Rainier beer. Um, what was the other one? There's two other categories. Uh, a flashlight. Oh, a spirit box and uh, like a high-powered flashlight. So that is the gear. So you pick two items out of that. This is all in the poll. It's just literally go through and click the things that you see on the poll. And in the last categories, you can pick what I do when I get there, either sit and wait or investigate. So you pick one of those categories. So last time I went to Hidden Hill Cemetery and brought gear, you can go on to YouTube and find that. It's up there. It's an archive video. But that's where this video will be. Uh, you have between now, uh, the 14th, all the way, I believe, to the 28th of June, um, or around that time, to do it. Roughly two weeks from today to, to vote on this. And then sometime after that, um, hopefully right after that, I will head out and film it and upload it so you can watch it and see me uh, scared shitless. So that's I do that for you. <laughs> All right. And also... Uh, if you're not a Patreon member, think of becoming one because if you go on Patreon now and you are a Patreon member, you can write a review based upon the audiobook of the Al Moon Lab. You submit that review to me, either Messenger on Facebook or send me an email or however you get this book review back to me. Then I will put your name in something we call the Haunted Boot and then I will go live uh, one time and uh, pull out one of the names but you have to be so what's the prize well the what person that wins the raffle and for some reason Patreon doesn't like the word raffle so I had to spell it phonetically but we're doing a raffle basically and um, you want a shirt a Strange Brow Radio shirt they're super premium shirts from Teespring and um, there's three different uh, styles so once you join Patreon you can Go back into the archive uh, notes that I've wrote, and there you will see the three different styles. Any style you want, one of them, and uh, I will order it and send it to you. And then later I'll probably do one for the general audience too because I've got equally other cool items. Uh, you know, there's a really interesting coffee mug and some socks with little Sasquatch logos on them. And then there's a hoodie. And then if we can get a 1,000 people... Uh, onto our YouTube channel as subscribers. That's what I really need you to do because then I can advertise the merchandise on YouTube and we can get hats. We can get all sorts of stuff on this website called Teespring. But right now we're limited to what we can sell because I don't have enough people buying anything. So it really helped me to have you go onto YouTube and subscribe to the Strange Brow Radio channel. And there you will find... So much content, including one of these strange trolls. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Be safe. And I'll go get a can of bear spray and, um, you know, hug a loved one. I will see you in the trees. <laughs>